0: Welcome to my next episode of my coronavirus community information podcast. These episodes are meant to provide the latest information and some practical advice for local people and also throw a spotlight on some of the great work being done in our communities by organisations and local businesses. They're being recorded remotely to ensure everybody is kept safe and we're putting out information in as real time as possible, so forgive the audio quality. The episodes will be available on my podcast, Jack Rearton Radio, and you can listen to it in the usual places. Spotify, Apple, and Google podcasts. Today I'm joined by Abby Brown, who's the leader of Stick on Trent City Council. Abby, what's the council been focusing on at the
1: moment? Well, first of all, Jack, thank you for inviting me to be part of your podcast. Um, I think, really, over the last um, few weeks, certainly while we've been in the coronavirus pandemic, we've been concentrating on trying to maintain as many of our key services as we can, whilst also stepping up and supporting the community response to this. Um, which has been absolutely fantastic to see, Um, you know, to create a hub as we have done and distribute thousands and thousands of food parcels to residents right across Stoke-on-Trent, as well as lots of other services. We had to move quite quickly to do that, very different to what we normally do, but also balancing that, as I say, with key services like emptying bins and looking after some of the most vulnerable in our city.
0: And the pandemic has hit us pretty suddenly, hasn't it? And so I imagine that the council's had to suddenly get some of these services up to um, the, the, to cope with the situation that we faced. So how have you been able to cope with some of the challenges, and particularly around of the issues you've had with staffing? And Obviously, all organisations have had people off sick and isolating. How have you been able to cope with some of those really difficult
1: challenges? Well, I think, as you say, certainly in terms of um, having staff who've had to shield or self-isolate, I think that's been a real challenge, particularly for those key services we've had to deliver. So we've been really lucky. We've been able to continue um, collecting grey household waste um, throughout the pandemic and also blue recycling. But to be able to do that, we had to stop the brown bean collection. and We also had to bring in staff from um, our leisure team as well to support. And I think that's been part of it. We have a fantastic um, group of staff who work for us. The vast majority of our staff live here in Stoke-on-Trent and they're really passionate about serving residents. So I think that's been a big help. And equally, that's helped in terms of the new things that we've been able to set up, such as, for example, the Stoke-on-Trent Together Hub. Again, staffed largely by um, staff who've moved across from services like museums or libraries that have closed. And again, hugely passionate about supporting residents. i
0: just like to take this opportunity really to thank you and to thank all of the amazing officers and council staff who've done an incredible job in you know, what are as we've said, incredibly challenging times to get, get us through this. Um, and do you want to tell us about some of the recent success stories and achievements that we have seen during these difficult
1: times? Yes, absolutely. I think um, you know, some of the best things that have come out of this um, has been the way that partners um, have worked together. The Stoke-on-Trent Together Hub has received donations from hundreds and hundreds of local businesses, um, everything from pallets of yoghurts right the way through to dog food Um, And other pet food coming forward to support people who are isolated and not been able to get things that they need. Um, You know, we had an ambition to get 500 volunteers, and actually, we managed to get 800 volunteers. Um, And most of those, we are able to support um, one way or another, whether it's through walking dogs, um, collecting prescriptions, um, and all of that has been supported actually by those volunteers. Most of whom have come forward from residents' associations. But we've also seen lots of other things um, happening out there across the city um, in terms of supporting our homeless. And certainly, you know, within uh, within Stoke South, um, you know, homeless um, and rough sleepers being put up in local hotels. Um, you know, sometimes a big change, but actually some of the smaller hotels and having been to visit um, our homeless in these locations, it's been so heartening to see that it's not just a bed hoteliers really wanting to support um, rough sleepers and actually considering this maybe as something they can do moving forward and I think that is absolutely brilliant.
0: As you say the response has been absolutely amazing from not just the community but also from volunteers, from people's neighbours. So do you agree that we've seen a real community spirit in Stoke and what would your message be really to uh, the amazing people that we've seen and organisations that we've seen in our communities?
1: Well, of course, you and I know that we represent the best city in the world with the best <laughs> residents and nowhere has um, as warm a welcome as Stoke-on-Trent. Um, so, you know, in a way, not really a surprise, but I, I guess it's continuing that, isn't it, afterwards, that those friends that you made, that those neighbours that you asked about, you carry on doing that for them. And I think certainly in terms of people's work-life balance and their interest in wanting to volunteer to do things, I'm really hopeful that people carry on doing that, because for once, you know, it felt like we were all doing things together and and that's where it ought to be.
0: I definitely agree with that and I think you know although we've been socially distanced and apart and meeting and working over uh, Teams and Zoom I think you know at least if something positive can come from this crisis is that you know we do continue some of those really excellent community work that's been going on to support vulnerable people uh, in our city. Um, We've also uh, if we look at um, move on now to businesses um, we want to talk a bit about the help that businesses have been receiving Uh, and the furloughing scheme has been extended, bounce back loans, uh, small business grants. Do we know how many of those grants have now uh, gone out uh, from the council?
1: Well, we received £57 million um, to support businesses um, across the city and we estimated at the time there was probably just under 5,000 businesses who were eligible Um, and so far we've got out I think something like 82% um, of, business, of those businesses eligible um, have received something, and of course, you know the business world moves fast. Some of those businesses will be no longer trading, and we do actually know there are some businesses within the city who haven't actually taken up the offer or have turned it down. So, um, actually, we've you know been really pleased with the uptake. Um, around that as you say vital at this time to be supporting our businesses.
0: No absolutely and you know thank you to the council for the work um, that it's been doing to support uh, businesses at this very challenging time. Um, We're now entering the recovery phase so what would be the priorities from you for the city and also for your ward?
1: Well I think in terms of recovery for the city obviously the first thing for us to do is to look how we bring back up services that we had folded down quite quickly. And I guess there's an element here for me as well about reviewing whether some of those services can be folded back up we do know that um, services like our really really popular leisure and gym offer are probably going to be one of the last ones to come forward because of the many challenges around that sector um, but we've got others that we are having to review in a completely different way so for example we are looking at how we can bring forward an offer for people to get married. We know that the premises that the city council offers weddings in we're not able to operate in the way that we were so we, this has given us a bit of an opportunity to re-examine some of those services, some in light of social distancing but some actually in light of the way people want to do things. So for example there have been services that we didn't offer online before that actually we've had to because of this and how we roll that further um, along in terms of being a permanent offer. A good one again perhaps is, is libraries in terms of um, the amount of books that we're seeing downloaded um, which, which is shot through the roof because people are aware of the fact that libraries now are more than just a physical building. So um, so we'll be continuing to do that over I'm sure a few months yet in terms of bringing services back. Um, and in terms of my ward um, I'm really proud to represent the Mia Park ward in um, Stoke South um, and I'll be continuing to work with my local residents association who've been really really active during the pandemic supporting um, each other and also really reimagining how they can do things. So we're particularly proud um, a few um, weeks ago during VE Day when um, my residents' association had wanted to have um, a display of silhouettes on public open space, which we weren't weren't able to do at the time because of the various issues um, around that. Um, So what's happened is uh, those soldiers went into people's front gardens and the response from residents has just been absolutely amazing. You know, delighted to be able to host a Tommy In their front garden which I think was absolutely brilliant. Uh, You know a little bit of creative thinking about how they could carry on doing what they wanted to do, an opportunity for residents who were really proud to walk around their ward and to carry on doing that and to take part in VE day. So really continuing for me to support that carrying on in my ward moving forward.
0: No that's absolutely fantastic and you know fantastic work in in your ward as you say Um, and as we move forward to whatever the new world is going to be and whatever the new normal is going to be. Do you think the pandemic is going to change the way some services are being delivered, and maybe some of the things that you've just mentioned uh, might become permanent changes moving forward?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, I think, in a way, what happens, as you said before, is that this has given us an opportunity to be forced to think about something that we wouldn't have done before. You know, for example, we all sit, don't we, politicians um, and people in big organisations, and talk about how we must travel. I must travel to London to see you and to go to things. Whereas actually we live in our whole lives through um, through a video screen at the moment. And you know what? It's okay and we can do this. You know, I watch presentations and meetings. Um, I chat to people through the chat bar at the side and we can do this. So I think we'll start to see um, a lot of those things become reality that perhaps before we maybe shied away from for one reason or another. Um, but ultimately um, it's all gotta be in the best interests of residents. Um, So we'll see as we move forward, but yes, definitely, I think there's been a huge amount of service evolution that's taken place um, that I think we will see reflected in City Council services as we move forward.
0: What would your message be to staff and the wider community as we begin to get back on our feet?
1: Well, first of all, um, a huge thank you to um, staff, um, particularly the City Council, but also to residents right across the city because I have seen people stand together in a way that just truly, for me, represents what a brilliant city we live in, in terms of stove on um, We've still got a bit of a, w- a way to go yet, I think, in terms of um, going back to, as you say, the new normal. But absolutely, we have every opportunity to make our city the very best it can be, um, and that is because of the fantastic people who live here.
0: Brilliant. And would you like to just tell people where they can go to find out more information and help and advice?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, if you need any help from the City Council, You can access it on our website, www.stoke.gov.uk. In terms of the Stoke-on-Trent together, so if you need any help with collecting prescriptions, with accessing food, dog walking, minor repairs at home, topping up your gas electricity, or just having a chat with somebody, you can access that information on 0800 561 5610. And that line is manned uh, Monday to Sunday, 9 till 5 p.m. Or equally, there is a link from the City Council website.
0: Thank you so much, Abby, for taking part in this podcast. And thank you for everybody for listening. We're starting to obviously get through the coronavirus now. And hopefully, um, as we start to ease, but obviously very gradually uh, get through this, people will start to be able to uh, come back together. Uh, But obviously, safety is always going to be top priority and we'll continue to, to follow those guidelines. and I hope everybody continues to support that what we're doing to try and uh, fight back and uh, fight
1: the coronavirus. Uh, so thank you for everybody for listening today. Uh, we'll keep going and we'll get through this.